Let's ask the easy question first. Does Alberta punch above its weight when it comes to baseball in Canada? I will say that it is growing. I will say that we are now starting to get into the conversation with the Ontario, with the BC, with the Quebec. Welcome to episode 249 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. The big news of the week is around the Olympics, and baseball and softball will be returning to the fold for the 2028 Games in Los Angeles. Now, baseball was an Olympic sport from 1996 to 2008 and made a brief return in 2020, but will not be a part of the 2024 Games in Paris. Canada did send teams to the Olympics in 1984 and 1988 when baseball was a demonstration sport and then earned spots at the 04 and 08 games, so it'll be interesting to see how the roster takes form over the next four-ish years. In other news, after nine years with the Cincinnati Reds organization, Dogs Academy product Alejo Lopez is on the move. The utility man announced on Instagram that he elected free agency October 2nd and has signed on with the Atlanta Braves. The junior national team continues its Dominican Fall Instructional League tour. The nine-day trek wraps up on Saturday. Hopefully you're listening to this before October 21st. If not, the team's faced 11 MLB prospects teams, including the Blue Jays, Red Sox, Cardinals, and Padres, among others. So far, the four Albertans, Simon Baker, Nathan Fluelling, Eric Hartman, and Michael Yusupchuk, as well as several others who train here, have all made their marks in different ways. We look forward to catching up with all of them as their baseball seasons eventually come to an end. As the colder weather starts to settle in, we're starting to see award season fire up. The Western Canadian Baseball League is expected to announce its all-star teams and award winners in due course. So in the meantime, teams have been unveiling their own award winners. We've seen the Medicine Hat Mavericks name Brody Gardner their MVP among other winners, while the Okotoks Dogs gave that title to Brendan Luther. Make sure to follow their social media pages for their full list of winners, and we'll keep you updated in the weeks ahead on other teams and their respective bragging rights holders. And finally, we're seeing a few local high school products announce their college commitments, and we thought we'd highlight a trio of them this week. Dogs Academy right-hander Trey Mackwood is headed to Panola College, while his teammate Trey Knott will suit up with Chandler Gilbert Community College and AHP Academy utility man Cam Bergstrom is going to Barton Community College. If you have commitment news you'd like to share, make sure to tag us on social media. All right, a bit of a different episode this week as it is going to be less guest driven, although we will get to one in very short order. This one's going to have a little bit more pontificating from me. Now, for those who don't know, I used to work in talk radio, so me expressing my opinions is really nothing new. This is one of those days where we're actually debuting a new episode and a new story on our website on the same day, and in this case, it's an opinion piece by yours truly. It's something I've been lamenting since the Canadian Future Showcase, actually, after uh, Innes Fails, Nathan Flewelling won the Home Run Derby, and Cochran Simon Baker was named the Showcase MVP. It led me to ask a question on social, particularly Twitter, slash X, slash whatever Elon wants to name it this week. And the question was, does Alberta punch above its weight when it comes to baseball in Canada? So I wrote a few words, and the Coles Notes version of the answer is, yeah, I think we do. Now, I'm no baseball insider in Canada or anything like that. That's just a, something that I look at from an optics perspective. But let me state my case for the jury. And it starts with the positives, obviously. Bringing home the hardware first and foremost, let's look at the empirical data and even beyond Fluelling and Baker and their performances at the showcase, let's start off with the ladies and girls programming. The 14U team taking home gold at Nationals in BC. 
Uh, the 16U team taking home bronze from the East Coast. The Open team going to the East Coast as well, bringing home another bronze. So three for three when it comes to uh, podium performances. Pretty good. On the guy side, not so good, although really strong performances at every level. It just so happened that they didn't happen to get on the podium this year around. That being said, they're no stranger to it. So we're always in the thick of things. And when you think about Canada and, and powerhouses, obviously the conversation is going to go around BC, Ontario, sometimes Quebec, but Alberta's right there. We're right on the brink. What do we got to do to get there becomes a question. We'll get to that in just a second. A few of the other positives that I, I had to take a look at. Let's talk about the growth of the game here in this province for a second. We've always heard some overarching numbers and we're always on that upward tick. But when you hear stories like Josh Bishop shared on episode 242 from Sherwood Park saying they've eclipsed a thousand athletes, that's pretty impressive. And when you look across the board, I mean, not every community association seeing massive growth by any stretch, but a good majority of them, I would say, are that's a good sign. And I think there's a bunch of different reasons for that. I was on CBC Edmonton's afternoon show a while back explaining what I thought I was seeing from a, a growth perspective. And I think there's a bunch of different facets to it. Um, the, the popularity of the Blue Jays is obviously first and foremost. Like when they're good, baseball seems to do better in at the grassroots level. Right When 92-93 hit and the Jays were World Series champions, baseball was never more popular in this country. And you saw the 15, 16 Blue Jays. And when they were doing what they were doing, same thing, same kind of thing. The last few years, the Jays have been popular. This last year has been a bit of a challenge, obviously, but they're still an interesting team to watch. And so I think there's still that, that reverberation coming through the baseball scene in this country and in Alberta uh, included. You look at the World Baseball Classic, I think, is an example. I think MLB making the changes that it did made the game a little more accessible and I know this is going to be an unpopular take amongst baseball traditionalists, but I think the Savannah Bananas are a good thing for baseball. I think it opens a door for people to look into the game a little bit and realize that, hey, you can have fun playing the game. And I think it uh, subliminally or sub, and I think it did kind of change the way that Major League Baseball handles itself. And I think what it did is made all baseball organizations go, hey, we can have fun playing this game too. And that's a good thing. So there's that aspect of it. There's a couple of other underlying tones. I think when you look back on the demographics of Alberta over the last 20, 25, 30 years, things have changed in this province. We are a very young province, a lot of young families who are coming from all walks of life all across the world. And hockey isn't necessarily the native sport in their home communities. So now all of a sudden they're focused, the kids are focusing on sports that their parents may have grown up watching or grown up playing in. And those sports happen to be sports that, hey, by the by, are being real. And those are sports that are, by the by, really popular right now. I'm looking at you soccer. I'm looking at you basketball. And yeah, I'm looking at you baseball. I mean, who would have thought that you'd see professional soccer leagues setting up in Alberta or across Canada? Who would have thought that we'd see professional basketball leagues setting up in Canada and doing, and not just setting up, but they're proving to be popular. So baseball's in that same conversation, I think, if we play our cards right. I'm not saying that we need to set up a, pro a professional baseball league in Canada. I mean, we can have that conversation at a later date, but... 
what I'm getting at is that the popularity of these games is partly fueled by the demographics changes in our province. And we'll talk really briefly here on one other aspect of things that is allowed for these other sports to do really well is maybe back in the day when you had a good athlete, they'd go towards hockey or they go towards football. Things have changed a little bit in both of those sports over the last 20 years, I'd say. The last 10 years, even. And hockey, we don't need to really revisit a lot of the issues that are facing hockey right now when it comes to the culture, when it comes to the cost. I mean, if you haven't read Before the Lights Go Out by Sean Fitzgerald, you really should, just to get some insight into um, some of the challenges around hockey and trying to get some buy-in from new Canadians and get, get buy-in from people who are looking at other options. Um, but even on the football side of things, no one's really had a really wholesome conversation around concussions yet and some of the issues that they're facing there. And I think that has scared off some generations of athletes who are now looking at soccer or baseball or basketball and saying, Hey, I can do that too. Right. Um, I think the other piece to the puzzle too, is really briefly on this point is, uh, multi-sport. Right, there's been a bit of a, a pushback on you need to specialize really early on. And I, I recall stories of uh, athletes who were hockey players and football players or hockey players and, and baseball players. And I'm giving hockey a bad rap here, but there were coaches who would say, if you miss a pra- hockey practice for a baseball game or a football game, you're benched. And that doesn't really build out a great, well-rounded athlete. It just builds a great hockey player or can. And I mean, you're putting your all your eggs in one basket. And I think a lot of athletes are starting to open their eyes and go, I don't necessarily want that. So there's a lot of different pieces in that interest pot. It's led to a lot more athletes coming to baseball. And that's a good thing because here in this province, we've done a really, really good job in terms of investing in infrastructure for our young athletes to succeed here. And this is the next big point when it comes to uh, baseball punching above its weight. Name me another province that has done as well as Alberta has when it comes to facilities, whether it's grassroots community organizations who are taking a lot of pride in the the ballparks that they're putting together all the way up to the academies and the summer collegiate and the summer collegiate. I'm obviously a little more well-versed in, but Okotoks is the crown jewel. Everybody knows that one and everybody kind of, I'll call it aspires to, to have something similar to that. But you look at Medicine Hat and Lethbridge, those are Pioneer League era ballparks that have been recently renovated. In Medicine Hat's case, what was it, three or three and a half million dollars worth of renovations put into that building? And it looks phenomenal. I put it up against any minor league ballpark in North America. I put it up against a lot of spring training facilities for Major League Baseball teams. That's how good that facility is. You look at what they've built in Sylvan Lake. You look at what they've built in Fort McMurray. I mean, there's a reason that Baseball Canada keeps coming back to Fort McMurray. Part of it's obviously the facilities. The other part is community buy-in. So that's a really good feather in the cap for Alberta. And you look at what's going on in Edmonton with the Riverhawks, what they've done in terms of, of renovating Remax Field. You look at what Spruce Grove or what the Edmonton prospects are looking to go in Spruce Grove. There's a lot of effort being put forward in building baseball in this province. So that's a good thing. And you know what? Even beyond that, the fans are showing up. It's one thing to have a summer collegiate team or a summer collegiate league. It's another to be continually setting records when it comes to attendance at these ballparks. People are clearly interested in spending a summer night out watching a baseball game and having a cold wobbly pop. It's not a bad thing. 
Let's celebrate it a little bit. Um, there's a reason that baseball in Alberta has gotten a lot of headlines over the last little while when it comes to Ballpark Digest, uh, talking about the, the attendance summer collegiate or those kinds of accolades should be celebrated, even if it's not in your own backyard. Um, and I think the other piece of this puzzle, to a certain extent, is how athletes now have the ability to be seen by anyone across the world now. Back in the day, you kind of hope and pray that you could get yourself into a pro organization. You hope that there's a scout that happens to be at a game. Now you can send your tape anywhere. And even to this day, you're seeing college programs down in the South from JUCO all the way to Division I who are leaning on video evidence from these athletes to say, hey, that kid's got some uh, potential. That kid's got some talent. Why don't we bring them up? Let's show them a tour. Let's see what they've got. And you're starting to see some of these college programs actively coming up to Canada and actively coming up to Alberta to see them. I'm a big believer in if you can see it, you can be it. And a lot of these young athletes are seeing the the last generation, and I'll say from 2010 to 2023, they're seeing their success and going, yeah, I can do that too. And that blends into my last point on the positive piece, and that's the coaches. I don't know if we've ever had a better batch of coaches come through from any level imaginable. You're seeing former college athletes, current college athletes, former pro athletes, current pro athletes, all trying to get back to their communities through coaching. I mean, you just need to look at the last few years of college baseball players who get drafted by MLB teams who are coming back during their winters and offering up their resources to their their former programs, right? You look at Eric Sabrowski and what he's doing at AHP Academy. You look at what Gavin Logan's doing uh, at Dogs Academy. You look at what Matt Kootenay's doing by coming back and, and helping out Jason Chatwood at St. Joe's in Red Deer. That's It's one thing to get advice from somebody who's been in the game for 20 plus years. And back in my day, it's another to hear it from someone who's in the grind right now. It's going to be really impactful for those kids in the, in the short term and also the long term to realize that they, can, they too can reach for the stars when it comes to baseball. So there's a lot of really cool, positive vibes following baseball in this province. Now, that all being said, that doesn't mean there aren't warts. That doesn't mean that there's, through this monologue, I'm not gonna include a couple of things that we can work on as a baseball community in this province. And I'm gonna start off with probably the low-hanging fruit and maybe something that not a lot of people like to talk about, but I'm gonna bring it up and we're gonna chat with John Milton in just a little bit about this, is I'll call it, the fractured umbrella for baseball in this province. Baseball Alberta is its own entity and everybody knows what it offers, but it doesn't necessarily impact every community in this province from coast to coast to coast to coast. You have American Legion ball being played in Lethbridge and Medicine Hat as an example. You have Little League having a presence in Lethbridge Medicine at Calgary as an example. You have Cal Ripken and Babe Ruth baseball being played in Calgary as an example. There's a few different sort of organizations that don't necessarily operate under the Baseball Alberta umbrella to go along with the academies who have their own sort of ideas and ideologies about how they want to operate, whether it be under the Baseball Alberta umbrella or the Baseball Canada umbrella or another umbrella altogether or their, their own entity. And maybe it works, but does it? And I don't know the answer to this, and I don't 
want to pretend like I know a lot of the history behind what led each community association to go in this direction or that direction or the other. And by no means do I mean to say anything in the next few seconds here that I want, I don't want to diminish the work that's being done, but I wonder if it was a more unified front, if we'd see a stronger product at the end of the day. And I'll use this as the example uh, Alberta has only had two teams represent Canada at the Little League World Series in Williamsport. One was 1977 in Lethbridge. The other was 2001 in Calgary. It's not for lack of trying, but you only have a few communities that are being represented from an Alberta perspective in those Canadian championships because baseball Alberta programs don't play under the little league rules, which is fine. I, I'm, I'm not saying one way or the other is better. I'm just saying that is it conceivable that a St. Albert team could potentially be uh, a Canadian representative at the Little League World Series? I think so. Conversely, could a team from Medicine Hat or Lethbridge win a baseball Alberta championship and represent Alberta at a baseball Canada championship, a hundred percent. I think that could happen too. Do they need to be married? Do they need to be all under one umbrella? I don't know. I just wonder if, are we seeing the best versus the best in these different age groups, just because we've been doing things a certain way and a certain way for so long. Again, not throwing any one program under the bus, but wanting to have that civil conversation about how we move the game forward. The other part of me wonders a little bit when it comes to like provincial best teams. Do athletes get overlooked because they don't take part in a certain umbrella organization? I And I don't know the answer to that. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope that we are getting the best of the best and they are all being invited to these camps and being invited to these showcases, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm, I'm worried a little bit that if we continue to bury our heads in the sands and pretend that other programs and other umbrellas don't exist in this province, that we might be missing out on opportunities to really showcase the best of the best in this province. I'm happy to hear your feedback on that and how we move the bar and move the needle forward so that we are continuing this path towards being a powerhouse of baseball in this country. It's just a matter of, hey, let's let's have that conversation instead of just kind of, like I said, burying our heads in the sand. Final point here, and I know we're a modest bunch of Albertans. I know that we don't like to pound our chests and say, hey, look at how awesome we are. But when baseball is as popular as it is right now, and as great a things as happening in so many different places at so many different levels in this province, we should, as a collective community in Alberta, celebrate our successes a little bit more. And whether it's through dugout stories, and we tr we really try to, but I feel like we're just scratching the surface a lot of the time. You hear me say that all the time on this podcast, like, hey, we're just scratching the surface of understanding some of these things, but we really are. It's imperative that we as a, a community, as we as a province, really celebrate those successes, and we really boost each other up, even if they don't happen to be under the umbrella that we choose. Is it a good thing to have, for example, Baseball Alberta celebrate when a team from Medicine Hat becomes the Little League World Series Canada representative? 
100%. Same goes the other way. If there's an organization in Lethbridge, Little League Alberta, for example, they should be celebrating what's going on at the baseball Alberta level too. I know it's not something that's been done in the past or maybe it has, but just not frequently enough. But I think we need to start celebrating that a little bit more. Again, head to albertadugoutstories.com to read my latest editorial and head to our socials if you want to comment. Maybe I'm way out to lunch. Who knows? I'm more than happy to be called out as an idiot for things like this, but I'm more than happy to open up that conversation as well. As I mentioned, former talk show host, I'm used to being the villain, quote unquote. Our DMs are always open as well. You can email us at albertadugoutstories at gmail.com. I'm more than happy to have a follow-up episode to this one to talk about the nuances of the game here or ways that we can improve the game here or more importantly, maybe capitalize on what I think is a golden opportunity for our province to shine on the national stage. So again, albertadugoutstories at gmail.com is email address or hit us up on any of the socials. After I made that initial post on Twitter slash X slash whatever Elon wants to call it, and as I, even as I've been contemplating writing this editorial, I did get a lot of feedback on social, and I was asking a lot of questions to different people just to kind of wrap my head around uh, all that is happening here in this province. And one of those people unafraid of reaching out to me and letting his opinion be known, especially in the DMs, is John Milton. And those who don't know John... Uh, here's the Coles notes. He's got a really long resume and I don't want to go through it line by line, but he's been a longtime baseball personality and influencer. Uh, he's worked with Baseball Canada as our coach learning facilitator. He's been a Baseball Ontario Coach of the Year, an associate scout and an amateur baseball coordinator with the Toronto Blue Jays. He was a minor league spring training guest coach with the Jays and a much more. As mentioned, the resume is long. Uh, most recently, he was named the program advisor for the Okotoks Dogs back in late 2021, I believe. Uh, he still travels frequently. He still has a lot of conversations with a lot of different people from all across this country and, frankly, all across North America when it comes to baseball. And sees more baseball than I could ever imagine and is always singing the praises of what's going on in this province and has given me all kinds of data points and that kind of thing. So I really wanted to have him on to maybe provide us with some insight and some experience and some thoughts on what he's hearing at the ground level as well when it comes to baseball in Alberta. So it's time for me to shut up and let John speak for himself a little bit. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Joe. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be uh, on Albert Dugout Stories. Let's ask the easy question first. Does Alberta punch above its weight when it comes to baseball in Canada? I will say that um, it is growing. And uh, I, I will say that we are now starting to get into the conversation with the Ontario, with the BC, with the Quebec. It, you know, it used to be, you know, you would get to a, a Canada Cup or a Baseball Canada Championship, and that was the first thing that you would do, look at the schedule and look at the pools and who are you playing? Are you playing BC, Quebec, or Alberta? I mean, BC, Quebec, or uh, Ontario? And you always think that that was a, a heavy game. Um you got to throw uh, a bird in there now. I think we're starting to see that, and uh, and and uh, it's something that's going to continue to grow. I think with the uh, with the academy structures that we have. Mm -hmm. You've got a lot of background in the game, and you've seen the game for a while now. What's changed for this province in your eyes? I think it's facilities and coaching. Um, I think that's 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 two of the the biggest things that I see that are they're growing and helping the game. Um, at all levels. So, you know, I take the facilities and, I, you know, again, I'm going to speak partially about, you know, Okotoks and, and you know, I, I don't think there's any other facility in Canada 
that can um, that can come up close to uh, to what we offer in Okotoks, but also look at you know what what there is in Fort McMurray, and I look at what's you know out in, in Lethbridge with Vauxhall, um, you know, and and I look at, at what's going on in Sherwood Park, you know, the facilities are outstanding, outstanding in Alberta, and I think uh, combine that with the coaching, so that's now players coming back into the you know that played that are coming back now in a coach, you know, uh, look at somebody, even, you know, you look at Saskatchewan without uh, Andrew Alberts coming back um, to coach in the WCBL, but that's what you're starting to see now. You're starting to see, you know, the level of coaching and the facilities making that player, taking them to the next step. And that's, that's really why we're seeing the success. How important has it been for, um, some of the other X factors, and I mentioned it in my in my post, is is things like um, whether it's the perceptions around hockey and and football, with whether it be the culture of hockey or the cost of hockey or the concussions of football, that kind of thing. You look at the Blue Jays and their uh, when they're popular, it seems like the game gets popular again at the grassroots. How important is that in terms of being able to capitalize on that when you look at what other provinces have done in the past? Yeah, I mean, we've always seen a correlation, um, a couple of correlations. One, a correlation with the Blue Jays. You know, obviously when the Blue Jays do better, you know, we get more participation. Um, we also see it kind of on the flip side um, in terms of uh, soccer. When there's a World Cup on, um, generally the, the next year, you know, if, if you can stay flat in terms of your registration levels, um, that's a good year for you because you generally see a little bit of a dip. Uh, I, I do see now with, you know, in 2028, you know, uh, baseball, baseball and softball going mm-hmm. back in the Olympics. I think that's going to be huge. But I also think the Blue Jay um, brand and the growth of that. But I also throw one kicker in that not people people really don't talk about in Alberta is the growth of the WCBL. I think, you know, we've seen some kind of attendance jumps um, all through the uh, through the league. And I think. You know, if we can get kids to the game, then that's going to be the, their introduction to to want to be the next person that's playing for you know the Otoke Stocks or the Fort McMurray Giants. Um, that's what we want to do. Um, we want to you know have a, a vehicle to to drive locally too, and and you know I think that's going to be one of the biggest things going forward. From a local perspective, I, I'm a big believer, and if you can see it, you can be it. And I think that when you see all these young athletes from this province or from around Canada coming to this province and realizing that, hey, I can go and play college baseball, whether it's JUCO or Division One, anything in between, that's a pretty big thing that you can kind of hang your hat on, isn't it? Absolutely. I, I, I see, you know, I, I see, you know, every day, you know, a, a player from Alberta, you know, going to a U.S. school or UBC, and uh, and that's a huge accomplishment. And you know, again, I I agree. If if, if you can see it, you can be it. And you know, in in, in my old home in hometown in Ontario, Brampton, um, you know, that's really what would happen there is that they started seeing guys, you know, you know, Zach Pop or you know players like that 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 have made it. And, and have gone on to the, whether the college route or the pro route. And um, really, you know, that's, that's allowed them to have you know, some great registration numbers. And, and I remember going back into the into the 80s, 
Um, and even in the 90s, you know, especially 92, 93, you know, Brampton's population was just over 100,000. They had 4,000 children playing baseball. 4,000. So, um, you know, I think uh, I think that's where we we're, we're going to see Alberta go. Um, you know, it's it's I think it's going to explode. To be quite frank, mm-hmm. when you look at Alberta and you you see you say that word explode, and I mean you look at Sherwood Park as an as an example. They, we had uh, Josh Bishop on from Sherwood Park a while back saying they eclipsed a thousand registered athletes this last year, first time that they've ever done that. But you see that in in a bunch of different uh, communities. Are there lessons to be learned from Ontario that Alberta should be kind of paying attention to to make sure that we don't kind of repeat history? Oh, absolutely. And and, and, and I think, you know, the, the one thing that, that I think um, Alberta really needs to do is, um, is, is come together. We need to not be fractured. Um, we all need to work together for what's best for baseball in the province. And that's embracing you know, um, the academy structure. I think, I think, uh, Alberta needs to have, um, needs to recognize the, uh, the, the academy structure and, and how they do things. I'm not forgetting about local baseball because I think that's, that's a critical part of, of the game, but you know, there's, there's definitely that, uh, you know, we need to embrace all levels of baseball and all levels of players. Um, we're in Ontario, we kind of back in the, I'm going to stay in the, the late 80s, early 90s, um, we didn't really, you know, recognize, we'll call it the elite. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm not a big fan of using that word um, because a lot of times the players are not elite, um, but I'll call it alternative programs. Um, Ontario kind of buried their head and and didn't really recognize and all of a sudden now it's been an explosion that's where they're you know it's really exploded is in the in in the alternative programs um and you know to a point where it's 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 hurt um some locals but on the flip side i think if you're a local that has a player that can graduate to we'll call the next level because you know some of these academies can definitely take the player to the next level um you know, we should be proud of that. And that should be a feather in your cap and a feather to coaches that, that have, that have coached these young, young, young boys and young girls, you know, through the, uh, through the, you know, seven, U, eight, U, nine, U, 10, U, you know, those, those types of levels. I think we need to, you know, say, Hey, great job. Now we're going to push them off to somebody that can, that can definitely help them even more and get them to that next level or, or wherever their, their desire is to go. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to pretend to be the expert in the room and say, here's why we have the structure that we have in this province. But if you look at it from the grand scheme of things, baseball, Alberta has its region. You've got little league in some centers. You've got um, the, the American Legion ball in, in Lethbridge and medicine hat as an example, you've got some different structures going on around. Is it possible to bring all of them under one roof without them feeling like they've given up on the history in your books? Yeah, that's, that's a heck of a question. And, and you know, it's a special person um, to bring it all together. Um, but I think it's, it's, you know, we talk about let's get the adults in the room. And I think we need to have the adults in the room. And I think we need to have baseball people in the room. And, you know, I think if we can do that and, and we can all look for what's best for baseball, 
not best for, for your own personal business or your own local, um, you know, what may work in, uh, you know, olds may, may not work in Fort Mac. And, you know, I think we need to, I, I think, you know, but if it's going to be what's best for baseball in Alberta, then I think you have to, in good conscience, support it. And, and that's where I think we, we struggle in, and it's, it's not just Alberta. It's, it's, you know, to me, quite frankly, it's, it's youth sports in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, absolutely. If, if we could bring everybody to the table and you can still have your own identities, but we need to have a general, you know, when we say baseball, Alberta, uh, that encompasses everything. That it, you know, if there's a, if there's a round ball, that's the same size as a baseball, then that's part of baseball, Alberta. One of the things that I've kind of taken away from uh, being in this province for 40 years now, uh, being the ever since I was born, is we're a modest bunch. We don't like celebrating ourselves a whole heck of a lot. We're, we kind of go, yay, we did a great job. Let's move on. Do we need to take a little bit of time to celebrate ourselves a little bit more and focus less on, I'll call it what divides us, but some of the differences that we have? Because there seems to be this... I'll call it undertone of, oh yeah, they're okay. They did, you know, they may have won a championship, but we've done the same thing too, right? Like there's that, there's sort of that, I'll call it resentment maybe is give us your, your vantage point as somebody who's relatively new to the Alberta scene. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I joke that, you know, with, with friends of mine that, you know, I, I say that the, the, you know, the Okotoks dogs are viewed as the, as the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's almost like we're, we're kind of the, I'm not going to, you know, hate's kind of a strong word, but we're, we're the most, you know, disliked bunch at times. And, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, to be honest, I just, I just don't get it. And, 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 and I, I honestly believe that you're correct. We need to celebrate. We need to celebrate our successes and we need to learn from our failures. And if we learn from our failures, then you know what? We will have those successes. So, you know, if, you know, I look at a, you know, a player, you know, like Simon Baker right now, I look at two of the hottest hitters right now in baseball in Canada, we're talking Simon Baker and Leo Cote. Mm-hmm. Those are two of the hottest hitters. And where do they come from? Alberta. So, you know, we need to, we need to celebrate that because if we can celebrate that going back to your point of how do we grow the game, that's going to allow us to grow the game more that we can, you know, that, that people can see kids that they see on the field that are out there on a Tuesday night or a Thursday night having the success that they are that are going that are playing with the national team that are having success, success you know on a major league field you know in Toronto um, that's just that's just gonna grow the game so um, you know that's that's kind of where I see us going mm-hmm. we've talked about what we're doing well we've talked about what we can do better what do you think's missing you and I talked off air a little bit about you know, some of the things that we could do more of, I, I look at it. I would love to see a day I've mused about this before is a day where kind of like the Canadian future showcase, only the Alberta future showcase, let's bring North versus South. I know we have it in high school football as an example. It's the, the senior bowl grade 12. You look forward to it because you, you know, you've got that opportunity to put yourself on, on a big league fee, uh, in most cases, it was either McMahon stadium or uh, Commonwealth in Edmonton. Um, Alberta should have something like that. Like let's pit North versus South and let's just have fun with it. What do you think we need 
event wise or logistics wise or facility wise to maybe take us that next level? There's certainly events that, that, that could be held. And, and, you know, we, we do a pretty good job so far, you know, in terms, you know, I look at what's going on before back in terms of, uh, you know, some of the baseball and the championships that, that, are, that, that are being held there. Um, but, you know, again, I go back to, we have some of the best facilities in, in Canada, but we don't really have a, a, an event that is a feature event for Canada. And that's where we need to get, you know, something where we have, you know, you know, like they have in, in, uh, in BC with Best of the West. We need to have something. We need to have something that's going to bring not just the other teams, okay, together and, and, and to kind of and – I, and, I, and, and let me say I do like your, uh, uh, your idea of north versus south. I think that's, that's a great start. But I think if we have, you know, a big event that's going to attract, you know, teams from Saskatchewan, from BC, from basically from all over Canada, if we can do that, that's not only going to, you know, help baseball grow in Alberta, but, you know, you, you look at the kind of the, you know, um, you look at the, the bigger picture too. Now all of a sudden you're starting to, to help, you know, local businesses and things like that in terms of, of on the financial side. But, um, but I think that's where it's going to grow the game and people are going to, to start to stand up because I think a lot of people don't understand how great the facilities are in Alberta. And again, this is coming from a guy that that's, that was in Ontario and, and is, is, is seeing things there and, and seeing things across across the country. Now that I'm starting to get kind of a, a grasp of what's going on in Alberta, you know, absolutely. The facilities are, you know, we could, we could easily host, and I, and I throw this out there, we could easily host a U18 World Baseball uh, Cup um, and it's something that I, I've, I've had my eye on that, that, that I think, you know, we could do in Okotoks, um, based because of the facilities that we have, but that's what we need. We need to start to try to, to, to pump our chests. And you talked about celebrating successes. We need to start pumping our chests and saying, this is what we have. And this is the great athletes that we have and the great programs that we have. And then you're going to start seeing the success. I'm a big believer in the infrastructure piece as well. I think the communities also get it because they're investing as well. You look at what's going on. I mean, Okotoks is sort of the the gold standard kind of thing, but you look at the the older facilities in Medicine Hat and Lethbridge that were Pioneer League facilities that have had recent renovations. They look great. I'm partial to Medicine Hat because I, I worked there for a while, but Lovell McDonnell and the, the team down there that have been working on baseball facilities for decades now, they there's a reason they continually host uh, Little League championships Canada wide down there in Medicine Hat. You look at what they've got at Sil- in Sylvan Lake right now. You look at what they Absolutely. got in Fort McMurray, as you mentioned. You look at what they're doing in other parts of this province as well. St. Albert's doing well. Sherwood Park's doing you, you can You count on, on more than two hands the communities that could potentially host this. It's not like, hey, it's going to be held here. I mean, I've just left out Vauxhall, which is uh, not you know just me ran- rambling, but I mean, Vauxhall does well. Every uh, St. Joe's and Red Deer, they're building something cool there. There's so many different success stories that you don't necessarily have to marry uh, a feature event like that to one location. You could do it in multiple over the course of a decade. Oh, absolutely. And, that, and that's, that's, I think that would be the key quite frankly, to, to having an event like that. I think you have to move it around. Um, obviously, you want to, you know, no different than what the NFL does. You know, they have their kind of rotations of Super Bowls and they look at certain things. Um, but 
Absolutely. You, you know, I, you know, the one thing that, that I find that Alberta has over a lot of other um, provinces in, in, in the country is they have a lot of private support. So, you know, I look at, you know, again, I look at it kind of from our, my level, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, the Seaman family and John Arcandia. Um, but I also look at, at, at the community support too. And, and again, I hate to, to go back to Ontario, but I, you know, I, I go to my hometown of Branson and we have, you know, there, there's a, there's a, a huge history of baseball there and they don't have one premier field not one premier field wow and that's because the community cannot come together in terms of a financing deal and that's and that's that's kind of sad um that it has to be there but just to see the the the, the corporate support and the community support um yeah I, I think it's i think you know any event any large event could be held in multiple sites um you know around alberta mm-hmm. we've covered a lot of ground here And I want to wrap this one up with kind of a pointed question, I suppose. But if you could go forward in time a little bit and look ahead 5, 10, 20 years down the road and then look back on this conversation, how would you grade success? Like, how do we how do we move the needle, I suppose? I think we can't just measure just on wins and losses, you know, whether we win, you know, national championships, things like that. Um, I think it's, it's how do we grow the game? How did we come together politically? Because that's that's the biggest thing. How can we grow the game all together? So again, that's bringing in Little League, it's bringing in baseball, it's bringing in you know American Legion. How can we all come together and grow the game and make the participation numbers at all levels? And 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 I think you know one of the levels that we don't talk about enough, which I think is going to explode soon, is going to be female baseball. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's kind of the you know, called next frontier. Um, but I, I think it's how can, how can we all come together? How can we work together? And then how can we how can we have events for that that celebrate our our areas and our communities? And and I think if we can have those you know uh, if we can have those events and we can bring in people and and again I think we need to to not just think about just you know, how do we how do we get a, a player to go you know, from, you know, in a, a Sylvan Lake to go play for Vauxhall? Um, like we've got now a lot of players that are that are from out of province coming to, to Alberta. Why is that? Well, it's it's the academy programs. It's the coaching. It's the facilities. It's the track record. You know, I look at Okotoks, you know, ranked number th- number three in in North America last in in uh, 2022, um, uh, by perfect game. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I think you know, I, I think if we can if we can all come together politically, and we can grow the game, and we can see you know an increase um, amount of uh, players playing, but also have those uh, those uh, those bigger events. I think that's what's gonna that's gonna really gonna help grow the game. I'm really glad that you brought up the female game as well because I think that is to your point the next frontier. It's it's the frontier that's happening right in front of our very eyes right now. You look at women's soccer, women's basketball, they're selling out stadiums in the US. Baseball's right there. And as you mentioned earlier on, you got the Olympic Games coming up in twenty twenty eight where baseball and softball are right there in the thick of it. Again, finally, thank goodness. Uh, it's going to be it's it's boom time 
for baseball. And I think it'd be foolish for us in Alberta to not try to have constructive conversations like the one we just had with John. So John, really appreciate not only this conversation, but also uh, you drop into my DMs once in a while as well. And now you can text me as well. You've got my number. So whenever you want, my friend, I'm happy to chat. Thanks so much for uh, coming on and, and sharing your expertise here on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Joe. I enjoyed it. Thanks again to John Milton for joining us this week. And again, if you'd like to weigh in on this or have a differing viewpoint, we'd love to hear from you. Part of my rationale for writing the opinion piece and putting this episode out was to get the conversation going as I do truly believe in the baseball scene here in Alberta and want to see it hit the next level. How do we get there becomes the question. And really, the answer is it's up to all of us. A tip of the cap to our Platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. The Oaktokes Dogs and AHP Academy have been phenomenal partners in helping us tell the game stories in our province. A shout out as well to our gold, silver and bronze sponsors as well. Learn all about them at albertadugoutstories.com supporters. Until next time, thank you for all of your support online, on social and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.